Well, hi there. Welcome to Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom. It's Hello. a Harry Potter podcast starring me, Emily. And me, Katie. <laughs> Why are you so quiet? I don't know. <laughs> We're back this time with the rest We're of the back. Sorcerer's Stone. Bum, 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 the thrilling conclusion that none of us Yay. know. <laughs> it's a brand new story. It's a brand new story. It's our first time reading it. We're very excited. We did not expect the twist at the end. <gasps> Twist. Twist. Spoiler alert. There's twist at the end. What? <laughs> Why is Which this you turning all know into because like? Because you've all read it already. It's turning into like one of those shitty like early two thousands like DJ radio hosts. So like <laughs> whoa, 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 what? <laughs> like so bad. This is the weirdest opening we've ever had. <laughs> All right. So, just like last time, we are replacing our toilet floods for book clubs with our favorite part from the section that we read for this episode. So, Emily, what was your favorite part of the second half <sighs> of Sorcerer's Stone? So much happens. I know. In this last half. There's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. I think I would have to say, though, um, all of the stuff getting to the Sorcerer's Stone. Like, under the trapdoor? Yeah. Like, getting through, doing all the little challenges, and yeah. then the big face-off. Like, I love that part. Right. And they cut some of it out of the movie, which is always disappointing I was to always me. upset that they cut the potions out of me the movie. Me too! Because, like, I get that that part would have been boring compared to the other stuff, because it's not super, like, action-packed. Yeah. But it's just cool. Sometimes when I read this book, I try and figure it out in my head which one is the right one, and there's just no fucking way. I know. Me too. I try every time. Because I, I, it's always long enough between reads, and I never remember which one yeah. is the right one. But I I can't mm-hmm. solve it. I don't know how 11-year-old Hermione did it. Because, like, know. me, 22-year-old Katie can't do it. Can't do it. But so. I do I do appreciate I think it's fun because you get to see them like flex all their little skills that they've been doing through the book and then I know. they all have something that they're good and special at that helps them get through the challenge right, and then and then you get the big twist at the end. So it's just that it's like so this sweet. is like finally like the adventure part is like oh the, we're here. I know. It's it's like the book is such a huge long build up and there's not much that's exciting that happens yeah. before it because it's all like starter book talk. Mm-hmm. But then it gets really exciting at the end, so... It's very exciting. It's so that's really that's good. my favorite. Katie, what about this book is flooding your toilet? Oh, that was mine too, actually. Oh. But I'll do a different one. Just <laughs> so we have different things. I think after the Through the Trapdoor stuff, my favorite is the Mirror of Erised when Harry first sees it and oh. he sees, like, his entire family. Yeah. I forget that it's his whole family yeah. because in the movie it's just his parents. And even that part always makes me cry. Yeah. So, like, the fact that in the book he sees, like... A whole yeah. line of like family there waiting to greet him is really sweet. So sad and sad. I know. So sad. So that's my favorite just because it's it's cute. And then he has a bonding moment with Dumbledore where he lies to him. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited. I'm excited to talk about that part um, now that we know what we know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> now that it's true and it's real, and here we are living in 2018. <laughs> what a liar. Okay. <laughs> So, we are picking up here right after the Midnight Duel. The first chapter that we are going to be talking about is mm-hmm. Halloween. Whoop, whoop. And it will go through to the end of the book. Halloween um, is a special day for Harry Potter. My most favorite day. <laughs> oh my god, don't you dare. <laughs> Halloween is always such a bummer. Can you imagine, like, so... Um, 
so much of the Wizarding World is like, this is such a big, important holiday right. to us. That and then it's like, oh, cool. My parents died. So. I know. Have fun trick or treating. Oh my god. <laughs> the Halloween that happens in this book is kind of an exciting and good one for him, though, because he gains a new friend. Yes. That day. Walk us through, Katie. Okay. So, <laughs> the first sentence of this chapter is Malfoy couldn't believe his eyes when he saw that Harry and Ron were still at Hogwarts the next day. I forgot that. What a little shit. Oh, yeah, we did end them. right with that. It ends with them surviving the whole setup that Malfoy had from the Midnight <laughs> Duel. So, it starts there. Um, let's see, how does this chapter start? Oh it, oh, it starts with him getting his new broom. So, then there's a little Aww. bit more, like. Shade thrown at Malfoy because Malfoy's like, he has a broom! And Harry's like, yeah, all the teachers know. It's fine. I'm on the team. I'm on the Quidditch team. And it's thanks to Malfoy that it happened to me. Honestly, I should thank you, sweetie. Um, You're the reason I'm here. It's because of you. I'm allowed to have a broom in the first year. So, <laughs> suck on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it starts. You and guys, I really so like much is packed into this last half of the book. I, I can't know. believe how like we're like, over halfway through already. Yeah, there's just like there's it's crazy how much like setup is happening in this first half of the book, and then all of a sudden it's like we haven't even gotten to the first Quidditch game. I know. <laughs> It's crazy. And then it's like, it's literally like three chapters of like middle of the school year, and then all of a sudden you get to like the end, and it's like, oh, all right, this went by fast. Finals! (laughs) Yeah, here we go. It was just November, and now it's finals. (laughs) So, let's see. Oh, and then Harry has his training session with Oliver, Mm -hmm. who I love. Can't understand him, but he's beautiful to look at. Oh, man. He is beautiful to look at. Well done with the casting, Sean Biggerstaff. Here's here's the fucked up part, and we'll talk about this uh, next week with the movie. I'm sure that I will be bringing it up. Um, It is really horrifying now that we're, like, old Mm -hmm. and decrepit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That we, like, watching it, and you see how young that guy is now. Like, Mm -hmm. truly, like, 15 years old. That we yeah. that now looking at it because you have such memories of him being like the hot guy from the first Harry Potter movie. Ooh, was so hot, and then you watch it as an adult person, and you're like, oh, oh that's like a little kid. I know. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit ruined for you. I know. <laughs> I still that's, think he's really hot. That's anyway. fully a child. I know. Uh, I like. I feel so gross whenever I say that I'm attracted to so many people in Harry Potter because I'm like they're so young. At the times when they were hot, I'm still okay being attracted to them. Like in the last movie, but yeah. before that, it's inappropriate. It's now. it's bad, and it will come up, especially like two, three, four. I think is like when the puberty is really real, yeah. and so there are parts of certain movies where you're like. Uh, that's like a little man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really gross because we're like we're in our 20s now. So it's not even just like, "Oh, I'm a teenager and look that person's it's still gross if you're a teenager and being like, "Oh, that person's just starting to go through puberty. Look how cute they're getting." I know. Ew. 
But it's just, it's gonna happen because it's funny. You're like, oh, look at that. That angle makes him look like a man. I know. <laughs> it's sick. It always makes me laugh when there are like close up shots on characters in Chamber of Secrets and you can see all the makeup that's on their face to hide like oh, their like childhood I acne. Know. It's so funny. Specifically, Daniel Radcliffe in the Chamber yeah. of Secrets, and you're like, I guess it works because he's all covered in grime anyway, so it's fine. But like, I see your cakey foundation. Yeah. I seriously. see what's going on here. I can see your zits. Not Christian Colson, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so what oh, happens man. next? He gets his broom. He gets his broom. He, he has, has his, his training, training session. session. Um, let's see. Oh, and then we have the Wingardium Leviosa, and Ron is being really rude to Hermione. Well, here we go. Happy Halloween, fuckers. Yeah, this is when Halloween <laughs> stuff really gets started. It's, um... Spooky hijinks. Ron is being really mean to her. He's saying a lot of rude things. And then... Typical little shit. And then she gets emotional. He's, well, I mean, I don't blame him because, again, she's being rude first to him. Because she she's all like, you're saying it wrong. Um, but then Ron's like, fine, then you do it. And she's like, okay, I will. And then she does it perfectly. As she must. Um, yeah, but then he says rude things about her. Like, she's a nightmare. It's no wonder she doesn't have any friends. And like anybody would, she gets emotional and cries in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would, too. Um, and then they're at dinner and Quirrell comes running in and yells about a troll and then shit gets started. <laughs> Here's the thing. As a child, I was so enamored with this movie. I saw this shit and read this shit, uh, not immediately when it was first out, but definitely by the time the first movie was out, I was here. Yeah. <laughs> and I had perfected doing Troll in the Dungeon. They go, what do you want to know? Oh! And I just straight up fall right on my face. I would fake <laughs> faint. And I would do it like a party trick in front of every every and any adult who would watch me do it. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was my favorite thing. And so I just, that is classic Harry Potter to me. Troll in the Dungeon, thought you ought to know. <laughs> and then passing out. And then falling flat on my face. I love it. Love it. Love all of it. It's terrifying. When you... How does one... How does such a thing get in? Are the doors that big? Yeah. Are the bathroom ceilings that high? Probably not. The bathroom is a little far-fetched. I can believe it getting into, like, the entrance hall, because when mm. you read the, like, intro to the book, when they first get in, and it's like, the Dursley's whole house could fit in the entrance <laughs> hall. <laughs> That's You true. can't even see the ceiling because it's so high. Like, the, a troll could fit in mm -hmm. there. In a bathroom, probably not. So, they're getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's screaming. Everyone's ready to go. Dumbledore's like, pack it up! Time to go! Get out! <laughs> Be safe! There's a troll in my school. I'm gonna fuck it up. Get out. <laughs> so they do, but then... Harry and Ron are like, oh no. We need no to one's... go cry. No. <laughs> and she's in the bathroom. <laughs> so they have to be brave. Little little lions running to the bathroom. Sprinting towards the bathroom. It's a fucking 
troll. Here's the thing that I think is nuts. Um, that they feel really good about themselves for, like, locking the troll in with Hermione. I know. And they're like, yes! We did it! <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. Someone's She's screaming. <laughs> Someone's about to die. Oh, it's Hermione. <laughs> So. Oh my god. I know. They I just like picture them like running and like high-fiving and being like, "Yes, we did it." And then starting to walk away all gloaty and then they just hear Hermione scream. Mm. Yikes. <laughs> okay. So, this part, it literally is like a page and a half that it takes for them to defeat the troll. <laughs> In the movie, it's like a whole five-minute thing. <laughs> but in the book, it takes up a page and a half. A page and a half. Um, and then the teachers come in, and they're all impressed, because three first years just took on a mountain troll. And one, fuck you guys. So Ron how many? Harry how win. many points do they get? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny to me how, like, minimal the amount of points that people get in this book are. But then in, like, later books, it's like, you knew a question in class. 30 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> I think right that they now. get such a small amount because um, they weren't supposed to be doing it in the first place. Because they're small people. <laughs> small people get small point amounts. Hermione loses five points. Um, and then Ron and Harry win five points. So they defeat a mountain troll, and in total, Gryffindor gets five points. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, and they also notice that Snape is bleeding, I think. Snape's bloody leg. Does it, does that happen right now? Yeah. Right? Am I just imagining everything as the movie? No, I don't think they notice it. I think it's the next day they notice that he's the limping. Limp. No, yeah, it's it's more dramatic. I don't think they the notice movie. anything here. Well, never mind. Snape didn't get his period today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much a summary of that chapter. Let me Do you see have, if any, I have questions? any questions here? I think I have one. Actually, I have. Like, a good handful. Okay, awesome. Um, number one. Who do you think learned... These are from Pottermore, these next, uh... Three questions. Who learns the most from the Troll in the Dungeon incident? Tough. Is this only talking about the students, or is it talking about, like, everybody? I thi- I would say the trio, out of the trio. Okay. Who learns Because I most? would say out of everybody, I think the adults learn quite a bit. I think they did. Um, I feel like maybe Hermione. Yeah? Because she would learn that there's more to Harry and Ron than she thinks. And she learns that there is more to breaking the rules than she thinks, too, because they broke rules to, like, save her life. I think uh, really all of them learned something. I don't know who learned the most, because I say on that same half is that Ron learns to tighten his shit up a little bit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not be such an ass. <laughs> yeah. So, like, all three of them obviously learn. But I think from it, Hermione changes the most. Yes. She's ready and willing to Yeah. do a little bit of rule-breaking now. Yeah, so I think she's probably the one who learns the most. And now they're friends. And now they're friends. 
I would say that um, for adults, I think Snape learns a lot from it just because I think this is his first really big clue to Quirrell being fishy. Yeah, he knows it now. Mm-hmm. And McGonagall maybe learns not to underestimate first years quite so much. <laughs> that's that's her first little moment of being like, oh fuck, they're back. <laughs> that's her first <laughs> moment of being like, so Harry's like James. Yes. <laughs> oh no, it's yeah. happening again. <laughs> and Ronald is like his brothers, mm-hmm. Fred and George, and yep. not like his brothers, Bill, Charlie, and Percy. <laughs> Okay, and then another question that Pottermore has is, um, do you think that the point system is fair? The house points? No. <laughs> I've never really thought it was fair. I've never thought it was a fair system in general, because either. teachers can be so fucking biased. Yeah. And it, it's like, that that can be so rigged. And prefix can do it. Can they? Yes. Because Malfoy started willy-nilly like trying to take shit in her mind. He's like, you can't do that! No, but Malfoy was able to do it because the Inquisitorial Squad got the right to do it. Are you sure I thought Prefix could, too? Yeah, because then Hermione and Ron could, like, take them from people, too. Oh, shit. Because I think Hermione was literally like, you can't do that. And oh, then Malfoy was like, that was as it. a member of the squad, I can't. As a member of the squad? <laughs> <laughs> but I... I've outed myself as an idiot. I feel like there's also times, though, where Percy takes points from people. Yeah, I or don't know. That, maybe Prefix can, like, put people in detention or something. I think they can maybe report people for detention. Yeah. Hmm. They can do something for punishing people. Yeah. Paddling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell the teacher on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think that it's fair. Ever. I just, I we think know, we, we know that from we Snape. We see a lot of bias. Snape takes two points away from Harry for just being Harry. <laughs> In the first chapter that Real we Real quote, yeah. <laughs> so. So terrible. I don't think it's fair. Then, um, my last question for this section is, is rebellion a good or bad thing at Hogwarts? It's good because it keeps life interesting. <laughs> well, I think it is good. At Hogwarts, to a certain degree. Is it celebrated? <laughs> it's not really celebrated. Well, I think it very clearly is at the end. Well, that's With true. With fourth place winning first place, speaking of house points. That's true. Yeah, Ron points 50 points at the end of this book for playing Play chess. chess. <laughs> but he just defeated a mountain troll and gets five points for that. That's how the point system is unfair. <laughs> Dumbledore. Oh my god. I think that it is from certain people. Yeah. I think that's fair. Because, like, everything they do at the end of every single book is breaking house <laughs> points. But they you save win. the day every single time. They do in the first one, they do when they f- follow the thing and get rid of the basilisk. Here's, yeah, here's, here's my Dumbledore impression from every, literally every single book. Okay. And a million points to Gryffindor for uh, a brave act, fighting temptation, and saving us all. Yeah. Book two. For battling a monster, saving a child, and doing what I didn't do 50 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Third book. (laughs) 
a trillion points to Gryffindor for turning time and living large. <laughs> for finding the, the truth and saving lives. Book four. For not dying, you all win. <laughs> no house wins now. We all do, because we're the survivors. Book five. You may have gotten some people murdered, but you still get a million points to Gryffindor, Harry, because you stood up to an asshole, you made it through, and now your puberty anger has dissipated. <laughs> Book six, From Beyond the Grave, a thousand points to Gryffindor for trying your best and not getting set aflame. Book seven, From My Portrait in My Office, a gazillion points to Gryffindor, fuck Slytherin, a trillion million more points to Gryffindor, <laughs> you save the day and we love you, here's a million dollars, let's shut the school down, oh we've God. wrapped it up, <laughs> we've done it, take all the rubies you like. There you go, <laughs> take all the rubies you like. Your hourglass will be overflowing with rubies on until the end of time. <laughs> because you got rid of Voldemort. <laughs> you Huzzah <did> for you. <laughs> Round five, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Round five, I'm pregnant for a second. <laughs> I'm pregnant. I don't know why. Well, I am. I'm so. proud. <laughs> Round five. Oh my god. You actually did it. No, Round five, I'm dead, but still. Is it five? Initial baby murder. Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix. Six, it's six. Yeah. Six times. That he defeated Voldemort? Fuck. I was really close. Damn. I was really close. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Alright, so the next chapter is Quidditch. Finally, Harry has been building up to this. <laughs> so, okay, so they're friends with Hermione. The Quidditch season has begun. Harry is feeling a lot of pressure because a lot of people expect a lot from him. Snape takes away Quidditch through the ages from Harry when they're out on the school grounds. Why? Because he says library books are not to be taken outside of the school. Give it to me. Five points from Gryffindor. Tight. And that's Tight. when they Tight. notice that he's limping. Is mm-hmm. because he limps over to them to like take the book away because they're outside. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, my dog snored directly into the microphone just then. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's bring this up now since we're on the subject of Snape. Okay. You're snoring, but you're awake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Scholastic has a question. Why do you think Harry and Snape dislike each other so much? Mm-hmm. This one, let's put our blinders on. Okay. Let's put our blinders um, on. Harry dislikes Snape because he has been an asshole to him for no reason. He hasn't done shit to him. And he his just friends. started abusing him and his friends the moment. He stepped into his classroom the very first time. Mm-hmm. That's why Harry hates him. 
And Snape hates him because he's more famous than he'll ever be. Yeah. <laughs> Snape hates him because he's famous. Well, Dumbledore says at the end, right? Like, and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you make him sound like a really old southern man? Why ain't your dad didn't like each other at school? <laughs> I don't know why that came out of me. Oh my god. He says that at the end though, right? He's like, why why does this Snape like me? I thought he was a bad guy. And Dumbledore's and, like Well, he also says because your dad saved Snape's life. Oh he tells shit. Him that, he does say he? that then, yeah. And Harry's like, why and does he, he just hate can't forgive him? <laughs> he can't forgive him for saving his life. Whatever. He I feel like he literally phrases it as like your dad did something so unforgivable in his eyes and Harry's like, What what did he do? And he's like, He saved his life. I feel like That's so unthinkable. How could you think about doing that? Saving someone? Oh my god, the horror. I feel like the way we um, learn more and more about James Potter is the way that um, Americans in the school system learn about um, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, it was so lovely and happy. Everybody was friends and shared their corn. And then by the end, you're like, it was genocide. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Each, each book, he gets a little bit more of an asshole. I know. I know. <laughs> I yeah, feel like, like in the first book, it's like, how could you hate James? He was, like, the perfect man. <laughs> By the time you get to, like, the fifth book, you're like, wow, what a dick. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that's how this chapter starts. Um. Oh, so then Harry goes, tries to get his book back, um, and so he goes to the staff room to find Snape, and he's in there with Filch who is helping him bandage his leg because it's bleeding. Mm-hmm. And so then Harry, and he hears them talking about Fluffy. Oh, And so he's right. like, Snape was trying to get past that dog on Halloween. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> Harry Potter wins. <laughs> A million points to me. <laughs> um... And so then the kids are all like, what's that dog guarding? It's so mysterious. <laughs> and then, um, and then it's the Quidditch match. Bum bum. I don't care about Quidditch so much. Well, this is actually an important Quidditch match because this is the one where Quirrell tries to kill him. That is important. Falls off. Yes. And they think it's Snape. I'm just putting it out there as something about me. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I, in real life, I don't care about sports, and in fiction, I also don't care about sports. Yeah, I've <laughs> never really been super interested in the Quidditch scenes in the books. I always kind of just skim through them in the books. Like, whenever I'm reading them, I'm like, and now we're at Quidditch. And Quidditch. Here we go. But um, this is important because Hermione, now a rebel bitch, yeah. sets a teacher on fire. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong one, but still. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think she could yeah. have set him ablaze anytime, and I, she would have been true. correct. That's true. <laughs> it still got the job done. It saved him. Still Harry got the, the job done. Quirrell is a child murderer. <laughs> yeah. Quirrell this is a question that's coming sucks. later. That you have, like, one of your discussion discussion questions that's, like, what, um, 
are like the key signs that you like saw to like oh, coral. This yeah. is one of the first ones because Hermione. It says that Hermione like knocks him over on her way to get to Snape. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of once you reread it after you know the ending, then mm-hmm. that's kind of like the first thing that yep. hints at that it's coral. It's, it starts to be there. Yeah. You notice that there is something between Coral and Snape, mm. too. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> I just gotta do like the Owen Wilson. Oh, wow! wow. <laughs> okay, so Coral tries to commit a murder. <laughs> Snape is trying to save him a uh, yeah. little bit. Yeah. He could have just, like, punched Quarrel and that would have stopped him. <laughs> just bopped him once. Instead of whispering an anti-spell under his breath. <laughs> the anti-spell! <laughs> um, is that all that happens? Harry almost dies. He almost swallows the switch, which also... The switch? <laughs> Something's <laughs> happening. <laughs> He almost swallows the snitch. He almost swallows the switch. <laughs> Is that what I said? The I don't know. I'll have to listen back. <laughs> oh no! Is this is this when he follows him out into the woods or no? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's after the second one. Oh, okay. Oh, right, because Snape starts refereeing. Yeah. Bum bum bum. Can you imagine Snape on a fucking broomstick? No. Disgusting. No. Plus, like, whenever I think of a referee, I think of those god-awful white and black striped shirts. <laughs> Snape works at Foot Locker. <laughs> Snape was a single mother. But why? Hagrid <laughs> couldn't have kids. Hermione was in a wheelchair. <laughs> Hedwig is a Nigerian woman. <laughs> Guess this character is gay. All, All of them. <laughs> this podcast is a nightmare. Oh boy, we're really falling out of it. Look, we ate a lot of pizza. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen, what is the video even called? Oh, I'll have to find it. Is it like J.K. Rowling today or something like that? It's called J.K. Rowling these days. Let's see if it's worth it to play any bit of it. It's called J.K. Rowling These Days by Gus Johnson on YouTube. You read my book? Uh, yeah, why? Hey, you know Hagrid? Uh, yeah. He's actually transgender. What? Yeah, he used to go by Hagrid, but he's, but now he's, but he's transgender. Okay. Hermione's in a wheelchair. What are you saying? Hermione Granger? Yeah, she was actually um, in a wheelchair the whole time. No, she wasn't. I remember multiple scenes where she was running around and you never mentioned a wheelchair once. Well, I just forgot to write it down, but I meant it in my heart. How could you forget a detail like that? Hey, don't blame me. Do you even know how many things I had to remember for those books? Like, even like you know how many spells I had to write? Like, so many. I can't remember everything. Um, I don't know. Ron was actually black. You said he had red hair. Harry Potter had Down syndrome. What? What does that even mean? Professor Snape was a single mother. Stop. Stop. Why are you doing this? Doing what? Listen, it would be fine if the characters were like this originally, but it seems like you're changing them after the fact so you can seem more inclusive and get good press. Oh. Oh. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, just one more thing. What is it? Guess, um, guess which character is actually gay. What? I said guess which character is actually gay. I don't know. Um... All of them? <laughs> <laughs> I love That's it so much. That's my favorite. Snape <laughs> is a single mother. That's my favorite one, uh... I think. <laughs> or just like not that Hermione was in a wheelchair, but just like the well, whatever. I forgot to write it down, but I meant it in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I love it. Okay. Okay. So back anyway. to business. <laughs> so after Quidditch. Oh, one more thing happens in that one. They're talking to Hagrid at the end of the chapter. And, um... He lets a biggie slip. He tells him about Nicholas Flamel. That's the name drop when he drops it. And Hagrid looks furious with himself. That's the last line of the chapter. Oh, Hagrid, no. So lovable, but so Oh, and Hagrid finds out that they know about Fluffy. Yes. Floofa. Floofa. (laughs) Floofa, the fluffy dog. All right, here we go. All right, and then we get to the mirror. But before that, do you have any discussion questions about the Quidditch game or not really? No, I don't because I don't care about Quidditch. Okay. <gasps> well, there's sorry. just there's just a lot of stuff that no, happens well, in I, that chapter. No, well, it's good. I mean, it's, yeah. You know, it's it's just about Quirrell talking about the killing stuff. a child. It's fine. We get it. Here's the foreshadowing now that we know. Yeah. Okay, so then it's Christmas. Harry gets his invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. Malfoy is trying to make him feel bad about having to stay at Hogwarts during Christmas, but Harry's not mad at all that he gets to be at Hogwarts. Why don't you go home? I hope you get a pillow you can cry into. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love wizard people. I know. Can we watch that when we're done with Yes. This? I love that fucking movie. <laughs> okay, um... Hermione makes them promise that they will keep looking for Nicholas Flamel while they're Christmas at school during Christmas. They won't. <laughs> um, Harry does a little bit. Well, Facebook does he really? screams at him. Facebook. <laughs> I think that's just a movie thing, actually. It is. I think they just start screaming. I don't think faces come out. Yeah, but I do appreciate the Facebook. <laughs> I had um, a gift as a child that was a velvet Harry Potter-themed diary that you had to have a little key to unlock. Nice. And when you opened it, it would scream. Oh, really? (laughs) It was a Harry Potter-themed toy slash diary. That's awesome. I also had a diary that you had to unlock with a key, but it wasn't the Harry Potter one. It was just like a really fuzzy pink diary. Did you have one of those um, crazy nasty ones where you pushed a button and you had to say... It's Emily. And then it would pop open because it, like, voice recognized the password. I didn't, but my sister did, I think. I remember hearing about them and wanting one really bad because <laughs> I thought it was the coolest high-tech shit ever. I promise you my password time. had something to do with Tom Riddle or Christian Coulson. <laughs> I got it right around that time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Okay, so then after that happens, that's when Harry receives his invisibility cloak. Which is important throughout the entire series. And he gets his first ever Weasley sweater. The cute little kid. I can't believe that Dumbledore could have had all three and gave it away. I know. Because he knew what the ring was. Yeah. Would he have had the ring at that time? No, but I'm like, if he had just held on to the cloak, he could have had them all. Right. 
everything he'd been wanting since he was a child. Yeah, speaking of Dumbledore lust, this yeah. chapter. Seriously. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I can't believe he would give it away. Um, and then they have a really fun Christmas day. Harry's Harry happy on Christmas. for the first time ever! For once in his life. He goes to Christmas in the Great Hall where he wins a whole bunch of stuff in those crackers. <laughs> what is... Is this the one where um, Dumbledore gets, like, the old lady hat and makes Snape wear it, or is that a different one? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> he gets the hat. I don't think he makes Snape wear it. I think that he that's... Gets the I think that that's in, um... Maybe Prisoner of Azkaban? It's something where it's with Trelawney at the table, and they're this all This is sitting. the one where he gets the flowered bonnet. It says right here. Oh. In the book. But there's one where it's them sitting at that little table. Yeah, that's Christmas, the third one. And then he makes... Yeah, and then he makes sleep for a tomat. Oh, does he really? Yeah, I think so. That's I awesome. I always love that part so much. Oh, Hagrid kisses McGonagall on the cheek. And then she giggles and blushes. Because she's drunk. <laughs> Which is funny. <laughs> Harry wins a grow your own warts kit. Ew, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so then that's when he goes out for his first midnight stroll with his cloak. Mm-hmm. And he's not really sure where he should go. But then he goes to the restricted section, gets yelled at by a book. <laughs> See all that by a book. <laughs> you know, the usual. Um, then he goes running. And then he goes running and he finds the mirror. And then I cry forever. Yeah. So he sees his whole family. Yeah. The absolute tragedy of it all. Yeah. He's having a good time. Maybe. <laughs> and then this is what happens, right? He goes back. Is it the first time that he goes back that he gets Ron to come? Or is it the second time? It's the first time he goes. The first time he's just there by himself. Mm -hmm. And then you just look at him and smile. And then, oh my god, he tells them that he'll come back and then he runs away. Stop it! He says, I'll come back. I hate that. Oh my god, that hurts me. Okay, so, so then he's sad. telling Ron about it the next day, and Ron's all like, you could have woken me up, and Harry's like, I'm gonna go back tonight, you should come with me. And Ron's like, oh, and Ron's like, I really want to see your mom and dad, and Harry's like, and you can show me your whole family too! Oh, no! That's so sad! Like, this part in the movie is sad and sentimental, this. but, like, this way, it's even worse! This is so sad! <laughs> with Ron... It says he says that eagerly. No, Like, he Ron. really wants to oh, see his no, parents. No, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to cry. And then Harry's like, I want to see your family. And then Ron's like, you can see him anytime. Just come to my house. Ah! <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. Oh, my God. They have a hard time finding it, but eventually they do. Um, and then Ron looks in, and he sees himself the way he wants to be sad he's quidditch captain he's a prefect or no he's head boy very depressing and then he's like do you think this mirror shows the future and harry's like no my My family's dead dead. oh no oh no and 
then he's like, let me have another look. And Ron's like, you got to do it all last night. And Harry's like, you're holding a Quidditch cup. I got to see my mom and dad. It's all so tragic. I always forget how tragic this chapter is. I hate it. I, read this I know. So, okay, the second time. The first time Harry's alone. The second time he's with Ron. And then he gets really depressed. The next day, Ron is trying to get him to do all this stuff. And Harry's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Just a little sad 11-year-old boy. And then the, the third time is when he goes and Dumbledore is there. And he starts talking to Dumbledore about it. Yeah. So, can you find some good Dumbledore quotes about what he says about the mirror? Um, let's see. Um, it says, So you, like hundreds before you, have discovered the delights of the mirror of Erised. Um, I expect you realize by now what it does. Um, can you think of what the mirror of Erised shows us all? And then, oh, okay. Let me explain. The happiest man on earth would be able to use the mirror of Erised like a normal mirror. That is, he would look into it and see himself exactly as he is. Does that help you understand what it does? And Harry's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 11. (laughs) You crazy old man. It shows us nothing more or less than the deepest, most desperate desire of our hearts. Oh, does it? Oh, does it? And then, um... You, who have never known your family, see them all standing around you now. Ron, who has always been overshadowed by his family, sees himself standing alone, the best of them all. However, this mirror will give us neither knowledge or truth. Men have wasted away before it, entranced by what they have seen, or have been driven mad, not knowing if what it shows is real or even possible. I'm going to shave my head. (laughs) Britney Spears style? Yeah, I'm very distraught right now. If you ever do run across this mirror again, you will now be prepared, but I should let you know it's going to be moved tomorrow, and I ask you not to go looking for it again. It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Remember that. Now, why don't you put on that cloak and go back to bed? <laughs> and then Harry... And then Harry asks him, mouthy little can fuck. I ask you what you see in the mirror? And Dumbledore lies! <laughs> and says, I see myself with socks! All of these pictures showing up on Twitter and Tumblr that are pictures of him looking in that mirror and Johnny Depp's nasty little smirk is looking back at him and everyone's like, cool socks. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite thing. What a dirty lying whore. (laughs) God. That's the Mirror of Arisa chapter. So let's uncover that. Let's dig into it. So... I do have one thing from Scholastic that was just saying, literally just discuss the importance of this mirror. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. (laughs) It shows you what you desire more than anything else in the world. Harry desires his parents. Dumbledore desires his fuckboy. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just drop shit like that on me. (laughs) I, um, yeah... I think that it's it's in the screenplay that it says, like, more than anything, like, he, like, desires to go back to a time when he was um, truly understood for the first time in his life, or, like, for the only time in his life or something. I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. Okay. His <laughs> husband. <laughs> They're married. They're married. <laughs> Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. And I think that, that like learning this big explanation, like 
let's like take ourselves off the burner here to cool down a little bit. But yeah, knowing the importance of that and that like Harry has is solely just wanting to stop this horrible person from coming back to power. That like he's just like I will not let this person win. Yeah. My my deepest desire is to have this thing and get out at the very yeah. end. It's like he's so genuine and he's sweet. He's eleven years old and he cares so much about the world. <laughs> I can't stand it. Yeah, I can't stand it. I think that it plays as uh, very important, not just for like you know plot reasons to be able to have that at the very end come back, but for it to come back and like show like just how much Harry cares. To give you true, genuine insight into his personality. What a perfect sacrificial lamb. (laughs) He'll just walk right into it. Yeah. Oh, this boy. Wow. Okay, well, we also talked in our class, too, about the importance of Dumbledore being involved in the mirror. Is that it comes back full circle in the end because you realize that Dumbledore is setting Harry up for what happens in the end of this book. He's pretty much telling him how to defeat the mirror now because he knows that at the end of this book it's going to be Harry that has to face it to get the stone. Oh, does it? It doesn't have to be. (laughs) But he thinks it has to be. Oh, damn it. Why? Because he's still going to see fuck me later hosen in the mirror. He won't be able to win. He's like trying to stop Voldemort's spirit who's like out here trying to like get ready to fuck everybody up and he's like, okay, here we go, let's go. And then he's just like, what's up, my boy? And it's just bad. Oh my god. Oh, that would be phenomenal. Well, that's why the kid has to go. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't gone through puberty oh yet. My <laughs> oh my god. I need to be put down. This is bad. Let's move on. That was my only question that I had poised about the mirror of Erised chapter. So it's just all sad and tragic. It's all sad and tragic, but it's also very necessary for later in the book. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a really good setup chapter. Also significant that the first real conversation that Harry ever has with Dumbledore ever, Dumbledore lies to him. It's not the first time, it's not, or it is the first time, it's not the last time that he lies. I'm like a baby eating a lemon for the first time. My face is going to just implode into itself. Alright, so the next chapter is Nicholas Flamel. They find out. The beginning of the end. (laughs) They find out about the Sorcerer's Stone. They find out about the Sorcerer's Stone, that's the big takeaway here. They find out about it, they figure out, oh, that's what it must be guarding, and clearly it's Snape, (laughs) and he wants to bring Voldemort back. (laughs) And this is the part also where Snape refs the Snape, or the Quidditch game. Yes. And then Harry follows him into the forest with Quirrell. Okay. Can you read to me the conversation between Snape and Quirrell? Yes. Let me find it. So it starts with Quirrell, I believe, saying... I don't know why you wanted to meet me here of all places, Severus. Oh, I thought we'd keep this private, said Snape, his voice icy. Students aren't supposed to know about the Sorcerer's Stone, after all. Um, Quirrell started mumbling something, but Snape interrupts him. Have you found out how to get past that beast of Hagrid's yet? Severus, I... You don't want me as your enemy, Quirrell, said Snape, taking a step toward him. I don't know what you mean. You know perfectly well what I mean. 
Um, an owl hooted loudly, and Harry nearly fell out of the tree that he's hiding in, but he steadied himself in time to hear Snape say, Your little bit of hocus pocus. <laughs> I'm waiting. Um, <laughs> hocus we'll pocus. have another little chat soon when you've had time to think things over and decide where your loyalties lie. And Coral, have you found much. the child? <laughs> if this was happening in a dark alley, <laughs> so this, this conversation is so sexy. <laughs> Happening in a dark forest yeah. is close enough, you know. So this this conversation is like really set up for it to sound like Snape is yeah. bad and he's trying to get Coral to work. But for when him. you know what's going on, it's there. It's funny that he just flat out asks him, "Have you found out how to get past that beast of Hagrid's yeah. yet?" And Coral's like, "I don't know what you mean." <laughs> <laughs> It's really cute that after this chapter, Harry's like telling his friends about we it, and then to every be nice time, to Coral. so every time they see him, they just like smile Big at him and give him a thumbs up. Like that's really sweet. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, that's pretty much what happens in this one. They find out about Nicholas Flamel, and then Harry thinks he learns more about Snape trying to get to the stone. Mm-hmm. Time to fuck shit up. Yes. Do you have any discussion questions for this? Chapter? Nope, not yet. Nope. I'm waiting till the end, kind of, for some of these now. You know, it's okay. like things could be discussed, but it's like let's wait till the whole quarrels and Snape stuff resolves and all of it. So, okay. Let's just keep on trucking. Okay, so then we have Norbert. Oh my god! <laughs> Is this stuff with Norbert even, like, necessary in this book at all? No. It, like, it doesn't have any. Oh, well, it does a little bit because it just shows that, like, Hagrid can be swayed easily. It gets he, it gets them into detention. It gets them into detention. Yeah, that's why it's important, I guess. So, okay, the stuff with Norbert. Hagrid gets a dragon egg. And... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, it hatches, and they start helping him take care of this dragon, even though they know that Hagrid's way in over his head. But then Malfoy sees the dragon because he follows them everywhere because he's a wannabe <laughs> a member of the Golden Trio. And then... Um... Oh, I forget that Charlie is in this. Yeah. I always forget that Charlie's in this part because the movie cuts Charlie out. <laughs> All right, so oh, totally and completely. And then Ron gets bitten by the dragon, so he can't oh, be there to yeah. actually help. And he's like, "Does he try to say it's a dog?" Yeah, I got what a dog, dog bite. What dog? Where? <laughs> what Neither dog? Was was a dog boy. A bite. was a dog bite, like, it wouldn't make your entire t- entire hand turn, like, green and red and swallow. But also, poison. like, really, where is he finding a dog? Fluffy. No! <laughs> he said it would be gone. I don't know. So, yeah, that's that's that. So, I always forget when I first start to read this too, that Ron doesn't get detention yep. because he's not in the forest with them. Mm-hmm. It's Harry and Hermione and Neville and yeah. Malfoy instead. Yep. Um, so yeah, that happens, and then they get caught at the end of the chapter, and that's what happens in this one. So and then they get detention, and then they get detention and go into the Forbidden Forest. Always fun and exciting. And Harry meets friends. And friends tells him... There's like like two pages of this book left. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So yeah, Harry meets friends, and friends tells him that it was Voldemort that was drinking the unicorn blood. 
which pretty much just tells you that he's willing to do anything to get his body back. He's very desperate. Mm -hmm. He's after the stone. And so that's when Harry puts it together. Snape is working for Voldemort. Like, that's who he wants the stone for. Yep. So that's what's significant about the Forbidden Forest. Moving on! <laughs> this book is the so... Like, it's already so short, but I feel like half of the stuff in it is like, I don't care. <laughs> but like, we know anyway. it already, because we, we've read it too much. We've read the whole thing too much. So we just we we know it all. We can't do this with all the other, like, book club podcasts, but this one I feel like it's okay, because it's just like, it's not relevant yeah. very much. <laughs> There's little we stuff We go into is, the forest. I don't care. Hooray. <laughs> We're learning important stuff, but the, all, the, the rest of it's kind of fluff. Yeah, it's a lot of fluff. It's a lot of starter book stuff. Like, and that Forbidden Forest, it's just like when you first get to Hogwarts, it's just introducing you to yep. the forest and different what stuff. kind of creatures are there. Um, okay, so then we go through the trapdoor. Now we're in it. Here we go. Okay, so they had their exams. Everything goes fine. <laughs> they all pass because we know they make it to second year. <laughs> um, oh, and then they go to fin- to see Hagrid after they finish their last exam to celebrate because they're all happy. Yeah. Um, and then Harry's like, nah, we gotta ask you, how did you win Norbert the dragon? And Hagrid's like, I got him in a pub from a guy in the hood. And they're all like, well, that's really sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then Hagrid says, for the millionth time in this book, I shouldn't have told you that. Oh, my God. And then we've got to go to Dumbledore because it was Snape under that hood. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. And then we find out that Dumbledore's gone and, oh, no, but something bad's going to (laughs) happen. And then Snape catches them in um, in the corridors. I will feel her blood on my hands tonight! (laughs) So much of this book and its movie to me are just tied completely to wizard people. I'm sorry, everybody. If you haven't watched it, fix your life. (laughs) Is there even a place for them to watch it? Can you just watch it on YouTube? You can probably find clips or just, like, download the audio. That's true, then just time it up with the movie. As it's supposed to be done. Yeah, that's Mm -mm, true. mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay. So then they go to McGonagall, and then they go through the trapdoor. Oh my god, and then Harry's like, I'm gonna go through the trapdoor, and then Ron's like, you're crazy, and Hermione's like, you can't, you'll be expelled, and then Harry just yells at them, so what? (laughs) Don't you understand? My entire life is on the line. (laughs) Little noble 11-year-old courageous baby. Him giving this big speech about why he has to go do this, and that it's so important, it's like... Can he just be a kid, please? And then it ends with him glaring at them, and Hermione's like, you're right, Harry. Oh, these kids! I can't take it! I know, his entire speech is just like this huge paragraph. Oh, poor kid. Don't you understand? I have to do this! (laughs) Sounds familiar. Oh, Draco's... (laughs) Okay. Um... Okay, so then they actually... Oh, and then Neville tries to stop him, which makes him win the day later. (laughs) Which, like, let's be real, if Neville hadn't done this, Dumbledore would have just slipped, like, ten more points in there somewhere to make them win anyway. Um, Okay, so the first thing they have to 
face is fluffy. Yep. So easy peasy though. They know Harry what to do. Harry plays the flute. <laughs> I miss that. That Hagrid his little him. flout. His little flute. Snape used a fucking harp, while Coral used a harp. Coral's a little Nancy boy. <laughs> <laughs> so then they get through, and then they reach the Devil's Snare, and then after that, what's after that? That's then it's the keys. Yes, Harry pro on a broom. I love it that um, the others have to fly too. I know. I think that's so fun. And then Hermione's like, I don't, uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, what's happening? It's so I good. Want to. <laughs> but and they then, figure it out. Yeah, and then it's the chessboard, which is Ron's moment to shine. Mm-hmm. And then it's the troll. Yeah, troll could have been skipped. In the movie. It was Feel skipped. F- I know, but I'm saying, like, that one, that that one, one is, is fine, fine to skip. That, yeah. that's... They don't even have to fight skipped. it. It's just... Nasty. Or maybe the troll comes... No, it is after the chessboard. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Ron is no longer with us. <laughs> because he's knocked out, not because he's dead. And he then was we get, very brave and noble. He was very brave and noble. That's another moment, just like his spinning around on the bench to confront Malfoy, where he puts his friends first in this yeah. book. Oh, I'm willing to sacrifice myself. No, you can't! <laughs> there must be another way! <laughs> and then we get to Snape's thing. The Which potions. is so cool! I love it. Back in the day... Back in the day when Pottermore was just beginning and they were doing it so very unlike how it is now. Yeah. And it was going through the books and you'd go like chapter by chapter and they'd release a couple at a time. Um, You had to do this puzzle yourself. Oh, really? To get past it to go to the next part. Like, for real. (gasps) It was really cool. They had all these little like funny game things. I miss it when the website was was like that. And you could like find all your stuff. Yeah. I know. It was cool and exciting. I miss that. I like that they kept all of the um the like animated illustrations. Mm-hmm. That's an I have the the Pottermore copies of the ebooks or whatever and they have all of those little animated oh, really? pictures oh, in there. Which is really cool. So but I miss that on Pottermore, but I just remember yeah. like that I was re- really, really struggling with that one. I was like, Oh god, I don't I've never I wanted to be faced with this <laughs> in my life. <laughs> It sucks. I cannot believe a child did it. Yeah, I clearly I didn't even make it that far on the Pottermore thing to like have to do this. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> and then I just remember they were making us do potions at one point in one of them. I do remember that. And yeah. I was very bad at that. I know I was too. <laughs> I always liked it. And like playing Quidditch, didn't we have to play Quidditch at some point? Oh, I don't too. even remember that. Yeah. Probably though. Okay, so then after Snape's thing, that's when we find Coral. And bum, all bum, is revealed. Bum. The last chapter, the man with the two faces. You! Can we just talk about the fact that there were seven obstacles to get to the... Sorry. To get to the stone? I can't talk about it, Katie. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Then. Seven is the most powerfully magical number. <laughs> <laughs> There's seven of everything in these damn books. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so then we get to the big reveal. It was Quirrell the whole time. What? Voldemort lives in his turban. Huh? <laughs> Harry kills Quirrell at age 11. Listen, 
so much. I know, but we have to talk about the movie now. We'll do the commentary later. It's fine. The uh, it's so much more terrifying in the book. Yeah, he literally is. burns alive. I know. It's horrifying. Ugh! And, and, like turning to ash is like good for a kid movie because that's fucked. It's His a good thing when they were like sh- red and bubbling and melting. It's yeah. horrifying. It's a good thing that when they were trying to be all nice to him that Harry just didn't go up and try to like hug him. <laughs> Cause he would have just died on the spot. I can't. <laughs> so, so yeah, and then Harry wakes up in the hospital wing and Dumbledore reveals all and then that's pretty much the end. So let's discuss. <laughs> <laughs> We've hit the end of the road here. <laughs> well uh a couple questions. We'll kind of go in order here. So some from Pottermore. Um, Hermione says at the end that friendship and bravery are more important than books and cleverness. Do you agree? I think they're equally important. (laughs) What a diplomatic answer. (laughs) Okay, let's actually think about it. Well, in (laughs) Gryffindor, yeah. In Gryffindor, yeah. Friendship and bravery. But, like, books and cleverness get you pretty damn far, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know which would be more important. They are both important. It depends on what you value more. Yeah. Depends on what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Friendship and bravery. Friendship and bravery. Fuh. I value friendship. I don't know. And cleverness. I know, it's like, but, and books. (laughs) It's like friendship, cleverness, books, and bravery at the bottom. Yep. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so a couple questions about Quirrell here. And then I have that little snippet from Pottermore to read about Quirrell. So, Scholastic asks, Were you surprised to find out the villain was Quirrell? And think back to, like, the first time you were reading this, or put yourself back in the... Try and put yourself in the shoes of not knowing the twist. Were you surprised to find out it was Quirrell? And then again, what in the plot led you to suspect it was him? We've discussed that already, but try and think back to when you first did. I was definitely, I remember, surprised as a kid. I want to say that I was. My first experience with this one, though, was watching the movie. I saw the oh. movie for this book before I before I read the book. Yeah. So I already knew the first time Were you I read surprised when you watched the movie, though? I want to say I was, but I was in, like, kindergarten. Oh, I know. That's how old I was with the book, so, too. So, like, I don't know. But I remember being... I just remember being surprised it wasn't Snape. I don't know if I was specifically yeah. surprised it was Coral, yeah. but I was definitely surprised I, it wasn't Snape. That's fair. I I think I was surprised that it wasn't Snape, too. But Pottermore. there are... The more you read it now, though, the more clues there are mm-hmm. that it's Coral along the way. Speaking on Quirrell, Pottermore asks, Quirrell says, there is only power and those too weak to seek it. Who has the most power in this book? Dumbledore. Dumbledore. (laughs) I don't know why we even pause. Like, of course it's Dumbledore. Dumbledore. It's Dumbledore forever. He's always the answer to that question. Puppet master. Yeah, puppet master. (laughs) Seriously. Ugh. Oh, Quirrell. Well, let me pull up this little thing on him here. Here's what it says. This is from Joanne herself. 
Harry's first defense against the dark arts teacher is a very clever young wizard who took a grand tour around the world before taking up his post at Hogwarts. When Harry first meets Quirrell, he has adopted a turban for everyday wear. His nerves, expressed most obviously in his stammer, are so pronounced that it is rumored the turban is stuffed full of garlic to ward off vampires. I saw Quirrell as a gifted but delicate boy who would probably have been teased for his uh, timidness and nerves during his school life. Feeling inadequate and wishing to prove himself, he developed an initially theoretical interest in the dark arts. Like many people who find themselves to be insignificant, even laughable, Quirrell had a latent desire to make the world sit up and notice him. Quirrell set out deliberately to find whatever remained of the Dark Wizard, partly out of curiosity, partly out of that unacknowledged desire for importance. At the very least, Quirrell fantasized that he could be the man who tracked Voldemort down, but at best might learn skills from Voldemort to ensure he would never be laughed at again. Though Haggard was correct in saying that Quirrell had a brilliant mind, the Hogwarts teacher was both naive and arrogant in thinking that he would be able to control an encounter with Voldemort, even in the Dark Wizard's weakened state. When Voldemort realized that the young man had a position at Hogwarts, he took immediate possession of Quirrell, who was incapable of resisting. While Quirrell did not lose his soul, he became completely subjugated by Voldemort, who caused a frightful mutation of Quirrell's body. Now Voldemort looked out of the back of Quirrell's head and directed his movements, even forcing him to attempt murder. Quirrell tried to put up feeble resistance on occasion, but Voldemort was far too strong for him. Quirrell is, in effect, turned into a temporary horcrux by Voldemort. He is greatly depleted by the physical strain of fighting the far stronger, evil soul inside of him. Quirrell's body manifests burns and blisters during his fight with Harry due to the protective power Harry's mother left in his skin when she died for him. When the body Voldemort and Quirrell are sharing is horribly burned by contact with Harry, the former flees just in time to save himself, leaving the damaged and uh, enfeebled Quirrell to collapse and die. Oh my god terrifying then these are the last little the last little thoughts here um Quirinius was a Roman god about which there is not much information, although he is commonly associated with war, a clue that Quirrell is not quite as meek as he appears. Quirrell, which is so nearly squirrel, (laughs) small, cute, and harmless, also suggested quiver, a nod to the character's innate nervousness. Now I'm going to check one more thing. Give me just a moment. Because I have those other little books that were released, those little stories or whatever. Yeah. Good news, everyone. Quirrell's single. Yeah, he's (laughs) also dead. Here's a question. Why does the Harry Potter wiki lead you to um, these, like, iOS traps of, like, you've won a prize? It's constant. Yeah, I know. It happens all the time. What the fuck is happening? Can I live? Oh, okay. It's on Pottermore on his biography part. It says Quirrell's hobbies were travel and pressing wildflowers. Oh, what a sweet little bean. Poor kid. Poor kid. Poor kid. (laughs) But, you know, it was that. I got bullied, and now I want to hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> it was that whole thing all over again. Not unlike Snape. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's how much I hate him. I'm like, this guy literally housed Voldemort and was willing to murder for him. <laughs> and you still hate Snape more. But I still hate Snape more. <laughs> it's, not, it's not maybe fair, but it is uh, very true. 
<laughs> in my heart. Let's see what the other questions I had were. The rest are coming from Pottermore. Um, just three questions. No, okay. a couple questions. I'm sorry. So, I'll say the first is, is Harry a typical hero? I'd say, honestly, from our um, big literary discussions in class, yes. Yeah, he is. He follows that <laughs> typical hero's journey. He does, and he's so modeled after uh, so many before him in British lit. Right. So, I think I think he is. I mean, he the point does. is for him not to be, but, like, he is, he's unassuming. That's what a hero is now. It's not, yeah. like, some big, brave person who was destined for it, and they were powerful it's the whole time. It's someone who gets put in that role... Yeah. Almost accidentally, kind of. But still through destiny and finds a way to, like, do right, even though it seems like it wasn't meant for them. Harry is a hero both, like, in each book individually and in the series as a whole. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what makes him different. Yeah. Okay. This is an interesting one. Is Harry always a good friend in this book? I'm trying to think if there are any times where he's not. I mean, he doesn't treat Hermione very well in the beginning, but that's before they're friends. Yeah, I don't know if I would count that. Yeah. Um, I feel like that question is asked with the assumption that, no, he's not. Yeah. But I can't really think of any times when he wouldn't be. I mean, I wouldn't appreciate it if a friend tried to drag me into a death trap. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. But they're also possessed with the weird of Gryffindorness of I'm going to do they it. They also come with him though. He doesn't force yeah. them to. He's like, I'm going to go through the trapdoor, mm-hmm. and they're like, we're going to come with you. <laughs> Which is a running theme that happens throughout the whole series. Yeah. Harry's like, I'm going to do this, and they're like, so are we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's ever a point in this one specifically that he's like not a great friend. Yeah. I just think sometimes he's, like, not nice. Yeah. But he's, like, a a shitty little boy. He's a kid. (laughs) He's a shitty little boy. They all have their moments where they're, like, selfish. Yeah. It's just kids. Yeah. Okay. Last two questions. One is a good one, and one is just for fun. Okay. Which friend has shown the most loyalty to Harry so far? Oh, that's tough. I know. Because, again, I can't really think of a point where either of them haven't shown loyalty to him yet. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I would have to say Ron, just because he sticks He's with been him there from longer. the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hermione came along a little later. Yeah. We'll keep a running tie, maybe. See. Because, like, I don't think over the... I mean, this is getting ahead of ourselves. I don't think there's really ever a time in the books where Harry and Hermione aren't talking to each other. Yeah, that's true. But there true. are a few times Ron where he goes and Ron nuts. aren't. Yeah. <laughs> more than once. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if, like... We oh, get, there is. It's it's when they both ice her out because she gets the firebolt taken away. Oh, that's true. That's one. Yeah, there's one. But and then still, he's, he has And then he's icing Ron. everybody out in five. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's never, it's not yeah. like there's ever just a conflict between Harry and Hermione only. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting to keep track of. We'll just, yeah, like, we'll kind of see how the friendship So, go. right now, I would say Ron. Ron. Just Ron because is he's been the there from the beginning, and because he's stood up for him at a time when no one else would have, yeah. you know? Um, but that will probably change. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe mm. even in the next book. Ooh. I think Hermione is maybe more of an asset to like their team yeah. than Ron is because she is so smart and knows so much magic that they don't. Mm-hmm. But I think Ron is still more loyal than yeah. Hermione is. Hermione also still has a little bit of like the breaking the rules fear at this <laughs> point too. <laughs> or Hermione. She doesn't really get over that until like four or five. Yeah. Completely. Completely. <laughs> I think it's in five where she's just like, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. Voldemort's back. I hate everyone. Umbridge is here. I will kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, my last question um, is what was your standout moment in the entire book? Ooh, okay. Hmm. It's tough. It is tough. I think for me it's got to be that very end, the big twist with the mirror and getting the stone and the fight and everything. Yeah. It's a good twist. It is a good twist. It's a very... I love plot twists. Mm -hmm. I'm such a sucker for those. I think that would have to be mine, too. I just think it's or good, like... Or still the mirror. The mirror is really, really good, too. I still really, really think yeah. the mirror is a huge thing. Just because it's so tragic and so <laughs> heartbreaking for both. Like, yeah. it gives you a lot of insight into both Harry and Ron. And too. Dumbledore. And Dumbledore. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I want to know what everyone sees in the mirror. I know. That, it's like that, everyone's Patronus, their bug art. Like, yeah. You, you want to know everybody's. <laughs> That's one that you, like, don't hear as often, though. Yeah. I want to know what I would see in the mirror. I don't even know what I would see in the mirror. <laughs> One time, I was very little, and over the summer, there was a local um, Harry Potter-themed summer camp. It was, like, a week Mm -hmm. during the day, Um, and I went to go to it, and we did lots of cute, fun stuff, and we got this fancy, um, kind of, like, holographic paper, and we drew what we would see in the mirror and put that paper over it and then had the little mirror cut out around it. Oh, and so we'd have to draw what we'd see in the mirror. And I think as a kid, I didn't really understand, like, because I was, like, five or six or something. Like, yeah. maybe kindergarten. And so I I thought maybe I needed to draw somebody who was dead. <laughs> <laughs> and so I drew my cat. And then wrote in my best penmanship, like, in italics, miss you, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) So dramatic. I don't know what I would see. I don't know what I would see. I feel like like I I would want it to be, like, I don't know, like a calm and peaceful world, but I feel like I'm more selfish than that. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what I'd want to see. The only thing I can think of is, like, maybe my birth parents, but, like, I don't know for sure. Yeah, even I, me, you don't even know. me, like, yeah, that is something I want very badly, but is it what I want more than anything else? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would see Christoph Waltz as Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> or what's his nuts as Tom Riddle. What? The the one guy that you think would make a really great Tom Riddle. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I would just see the entirety of like the Netflix version of Harry Potter yes. exactly as I want it. <laughs> just play through. I would just sit and binge watch the Mirror of Erised for like a, <laughs> a week. Oh my god. 
That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? What's his name? Christian Coulson. <laughs> I'd see me. Your dream for the end of Crimes oh. of for, uh, for the Fantastic Beast movie. Oh my god. It's all that I want. <laughs> Fuck. I've, we've been referencing this but have not said anything about it. My dream is that it ends all is all is well, the war's over, everything's fine. You see Dolor sitting in his office and he's all tired, he sighs. And then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and it's Jim and he's here for his fucking interview! <laughs> <laughs> and it's Christian Coulson again. Ah! That would be my dream. That anyway, that's amazing. not the point of this. That was it, you guys. That was the first book. That was the first book. We went on a wild tangent here. Yeah, there's not a lot to discuss with the first book, but I still think it went pretty well. I feel like it comes back as the books continue on. I there feel like be... we'll be talking about this book in, like, book five. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, right now it doesn't feel like there's a lot to discuss with it. It's more, like... Yeah, stuff to discuss when you're in the later books, and you're Mm -hmm. like, that was mentioned in number one. So do we, I suppose it would be good to um, go back and find um, our list from, like, that first episode that we did. Yeah. um, And see what, how we ranked the books, and then after rereading all of them, say if we agree with where we put them, now that we're fresh on them. I think this book was the last on our list. Um. I think this book was last on the list. And yeah. I would agree with its placement. Yeah. Just because too. I know what's coming. It's cute and it's a great kid's book, but I'm ready for the good stuff. Right, right. <laughs> it was fun and good, but it's too it's too kiddish. Right. It's too kiddish now. So I'm here for the next ones. I'm Even just like the next one, it. Chamber of Secrets is gonna yeah. be like there's I so love Chamber much of Secrets. foreshadowing in that one. So much to talk about with Tom Riddle. It. It'll be good. I love it. Get ready, guys. The nasty boy is on his way. Yes. <laughs> okay, so next week is your chance to watch Harry Potter with us again. Woo-hoo. We will be posting our commentary to the first movie now that the book is fresh in our head. Yes, it's going to be rough. It'll be really fun. <laughs> You'll get to hear lots of wizard people quotes from Emily. Yep, sorry, guys. <laughs> um... And then we will, you know, it'll be holiday season, so we're not really sure what we'll do. We have a few ideas we've been yeah. tossing around. We're going to take a little um, break from doing book club, I think probably for an episode or two, just to yeah. keep it fresh, not have so much yeah. um, like pressure on us to get the books read and, you know, right. when so much is we going on. We want to enjoy the holidays. Yeah. Um, and as enjoyable as Harry Potter is... There's Having just a to lot stick on a book schedule <laughs> during tough. like the holiday season yep. is a lot. So we are probably going to come back with the first part of Chamber of Secrets after the new year. I think probably. so. Um, but we will still be here in between. We'll do some fun stuff. I don't think we're planning on taking a break for the holidays right now. Yeah, we'll see just, as it gets closer. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just do some like fun stuff instead of mm-hmm. book club serious stuff. So, yeah, it'll be good times. Yeah. Happy Honda Days, everyone.
Oh my god. As we say every time, um, come follow us on Twitter at MyrtleBathPod or email us, MyrtleBathPod at gmail.com. We love you. We want to hear from you. You're precious to us. Yes. You are, you talking to me on Twitter is what I see in the mirror of Arison. <laughs> Will it ever come or true? Or you emailing us. No. <laughs> it has yet to come true. Please make my dream a reality. Please. Uh, we just want you to like us. People tell me not to let my dreams stay dreams, but it's kind of hard not to do that when you guys aren't fulfilling what I need for those dreams to become reality. <laughs> <laughs> so no peer pressure, but like seriously, reach out to us. Yeah, also rate and review us on iTunes. It'll help us maybe get more people to listen, and that's kind of fun. And you will be featured on a podcast. Yeah, we'll read it. We will read it if you're nice. (laughs) Even if you're not nice, we'll make fun of you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go live your life. Be your best self. Press some wildflowers. Don't let a guy jump on the back of your head. Oh my god. Be just as genuine as Harry Potter is. Oh god. And don't tell lies like Dumbledore. Don't tell lies like Dumbledore. <laughs> Go find yourself some wool socks. Go find your pair of wool socks out there. Stand up for a friend like Ronald Weasley did. Be just like one of those Hallmark Christmas movies. You go find your pair of wool socks. You find that person that completes you. <laughs> just don't let them turn into a fascist yeah. dictator. Oh my god. You keep them close. You keep them home. Oh man. Don't murder your sister. Bye! Bye! <laughs>